0: Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. How the hell you doing? <sighs> do I care? Of course I do. I'm the one that asked. Tonight's show, as usual, is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Make your custom button design a reality. LoneStarButtons offers a multitude of button formats. They come in all sizes and shapes. They even do magnets, bottle openers, and two and a quarter inch poke mirrors. LoneStarButtons.com offers great prices... But, if you mention the show, the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, will throw some buttons in for free. Gratis. On the arm. To get in touch with Lone Star, you can email info at or call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorex sent you, and you want to suck on his hairy tits. Oh. The show is also brought to you by Jessica Martinez, Agent of Insurance. Jessica Martinez can give you a quote for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance, and life insurance. Just call her at 713-298-1985. Let her save you some money. And finally, go to revengeoftheworld.com. Like all of our social medias, follow us on our Facebook page. It's not a hard thing to do. It's not like I'm asking you to go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review or anything. But hey, who's counting? Coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, Gabe, Google Me Dieter, Bitchin' Brennan Birch, and Mike V. Rodriguez. Oh, free at last, <laughs> last. Seamless,
1: seamless. Video.
2: Yeah, look at that video.
1: Oh. Yeah. Goodbye,
3: Brennan.
2: <laughs> Damn.
3: Uh hey everybody. Thanks for listening to Revenge of the World episode one oh five. I am Gabe Google Me Dieter, and I'm here with bitchin' Brennan Birch and Mike the Rodriguez. Hello. Hello. Who are you waving to? The audience. Literally, uh, who's watching? Nobody. Uh
2: nobody really yet. <laughs> it's tight. Yeah.
3: They'll they'll come. Yeah. We, we did it before
2: you guys were listening anyway, so
3: whatever. Oh, man. I'm sweating like a whore in church right now yeah. from all the technical bullshit. But we're not going to bore people with that mm. instead. We'll what, bore them what, with other what stuff. what you guys do <laughs> last week?
1: Oh. Anybody want to go first? Today, mm-hmm. like
2: whenever I was uh, I was on my lunch break at work, and I was driving back to the office, and I saw a man hit rock bottom on the side of the street. Oh, shit. It was amazing. It was a. Uh, an obviously homeless gentleman was riding his bicycle. He's wearing a poncho. Mounted to the front of his bike was a milk crate with what I assume is probably all of his worldly belongings. Mm. He's riding his bike, like on the side of the street, approaching the traffic light. He stops. He puts the kickstands down on his bike. He sits down on the side of the street, removes his shoes, and just walks away from it all. Damn. Mm. And Where my, was this? This was in Baytown. Okay. And my question is, how many times has he done this? Because... In order to become homeless, a lot of things have to go wrong, you know, like whether or not there's a situation with mental illness or whatever, you know, it might be a lot of things have to go wrong for you to eventually get to that point. But to get to that point and then realize, no, this is also too much responsibility for me is a pretty (laughs) intense moment in your life. And I I just so happened to be there right at that specific second when that guy had his and it was fascinating to watch. (laughs) Do you feel you'll cherish that moment forever? It's it's one of those things that I will definitely remember. It's uh it's it, it reminded me of winter I used to work for the post office and how something in, completely insane happened every single day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was just. I enjoyed me those I stories.
1: There. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was an undercover cop and he's like, "Fuck this shit. Can't no, do this anymore. I've been on homeless duty for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to Australia. I'm gonna surf
2: the fifty year storm and I'm gonna die in the ocean. Yes.
1: <laughs> Damn. But, well,
2: uh, what's up with you, Mike?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got some great uh, Bay Cliff news. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've shared about this place. There's a a house um, on the other corner from where my house is. I live on the corner. On the other corner, a little bit down the way, there's a a series of um, of jeez, uh, I can't think right now. Something's buzzing. Hmm? It's not me. Uh, trailer homes, in which I can only describe as a shanty town. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't. When I drive by it, I can't really tell what the structure is and if they're all connected. But it's a weird thing going on. Anyway. Somebody welded, like, eight trailers almost together. So, like... Make a trailer mansion. This house has this compound, always has about 20 cars in the front lawn, and there's no way in fuck people are parking and unparking. Like, it's a weird lot thing going on. And they're always fucking yelling all the time. Every time I step outside, somebody's yelling about something, give me my money, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Cops are always showing up there. (laughs) I know. Um... I see people wandering in the street. Okay, there's a, the story that my girlfriend told me about a woman that was on a bicycle. And she was trying to ride it while having a big gulp in one hand and holding on to a, like a, a red rider. What do you call those? Like a wagon uh-huh. with the other. Wow. With, two, with, on a bicycle. <laughs> the, like like at, she wagon. was coming back from the store or something. I'm like, why don't you just put the goddamn cup in the wagon. Freeze up your hands so you can actually do something. Because like, she gave up at some point and had somebody like help her. And... Stuff like this goes on all the time. Anyway, Thursday, I'm sitting there at work. I'm working from home that day. Um, go let the dogs back in the house. And I was like, hmm, something smells like it's burning. I oh don't know. I was like, what's going on? I look out the front door. One of these trailers, just smoke is just billowing out. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> there was a fire truck. And I was like, okay. And then a bunch of <laughs> uh, uh, looky-loos on bicycles started showing up <laughs> to see what was going on. And I was just looking. I was like, all right, let's go back to work. Came back. Even more smoke, it's black. I was like, oh my god, this place is fucking burning down. It could be a blessing in disguise, I don't know. (laughs) And then the sheriffs show up and they start blocking off the street and all this shit. And throughout the course of the morning, I keep looking over, see what's going on. Eventually, the fire goes out and the sheriffs are still there and they're still blocking the street. I'm like, did a meth lab blow up? Did something really, really fucked up happen? That's to, what I was thinking. Are they about
3: to wheel out a dozen corpses?
1: <laughs> and then, like a couple hours later, they finally left. And then I'm, I'm it's about lunchtime, and I'm, I'm driving through just to assess the di- the damage. And there's a big ass hole in. W- it, it must be a trailer stacked on another trailer. Like it's a second story. Wow. And there's a big hole in it. And somebody spent like, a lot of money without spending a lot compound, of money. <laughs> yes. They're always yelling about people banging doors out over there. Like That's one of their arguments that I've heard. Wow. Stop banging your goddamn door! And I'm just sitting there like... making my couch tumble. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And as I drive by, I guess they had enough time. All their like worldly furniture possessions are just out in the front lawn that they could take out. And I was like, oh my god. But then I came back and I was like, okay, well I guess one of their things in this compound is messed up, but it hadn't stopped them. Everybody's still living the life over there. I uh, wa- I swear, this guy and this one truck every almost every day he stops by there to talk to these people. And like I said, there's no sidewalk because it's all cars. This guy just parks his truck in the middle of that street, and and this other guy walks up and they hang out and they're talking. I don't know if they're doing deals or what. Five ten minutes, just standing there talking. I'm all like, what about oncoming <laughs> traffic? Nobody's getting around you guys. Like y'all don't give a fuck. Like but I guess they own that those two streets right there. I I don't ever drive there because I have no need to. It's a, it's always away from where I'm going. So anyway, that was my story for the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great. Well, almost a year there um, already in May first, which is yeah, it's coming up soon. I'll be wow. there for a year. Cool. You gonna stay there? Uh, yeah, uh, at least a couple of years as long as the rent doesn't go up too much. I mean, rent's good for what we got, mm-hmm. and the next step in the evil plan is to get a house and we got to save up some money mm. yeah and not as
3: much as you think
1: we got to save a look li- okay i'm not talking about like white people saving money like hey i got a hundred two hundred thousand in the bank i'm talking about <laughs> we need to save up five thousand sorry brennan we minorities think all you people are <laughs> <laughs> yeah y'all have stocks and bonds and mortgages and shit well we do because I have <laughs> I, that's I have nothing to talk about when I go to white people parties because that's all they talk about. Yeah, they talk about that and in their investments and this speculative investments. They're really proud of those. Oh yeah, speculations. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm planning on staying there for at least a couple of years if if our uh, landlord doesn't try to raise the rent on us too much. Cool.
3: Um, I had a crazy fucking dream Sunday. Mm. Uh, that was yesterday. Anyway, I fall asleep. I was thrown into craziness immediately. Like <laughs> as soon as I I comprehend the next moment, I am in a full on brawl in Vietnam <laughs> in a there Viet- you go. in a Vietnamese dance club. All right, uh,
2: that sounds amazing.
3: <laughs> it was it was me, Jess, Bobby Lee, and all of Bobby Lee's uh, crew from uh, their podcast uh, called Tiger Belly and
1: uh Lee, the guy from mad tv yeah, okay comedian
3: so (laughs) we're in a vietnamese dance club and these two vietnamese guys are trying to beat the shit out of me one's got a chair one's got a club okay (laughs) and they are hitting me with them (laughs) but you know i have i I don't i've never been in a fucking brawl you know i've never had to like full-on fight anybody uh but i did okay in my training (laughs) because they were these little vietnamese dudes and i just i threw one to the ground and kicked him in the guts uh the other guy i slung i slung him across the room like it was a big dance club and he just went flying this fucking crazy lady broke a bottle and tried to gut me with it all right so i punched her in the face (laughs) uh all of this is going on uh uh the co-host for tiger belly's name is gilbert and he's also fighting uh everybody else is just at the bar watching and drinking and <laughs> so it's, is it
1: you versus bobby lee or
3: y'all all in a no, group no no fighting the guys we're all and, in a group okay. they're not fighting anybody it's just us two and uh they're just drinking and uh everybody calms down uh bobby lee's like hey everybody stop fighting and and the bar owner or the the dance club owners there and they're like whoa you know they they calm everybody down and uh uh the next thing i know we go to the bar next door that's attached to the dance club mm-hmm. so you just walk from the dance club into this tiny bar and i and i look over the uh the the bar and i see these uh the whole staff is sitting on these green leather couches with their icing up everything mm. and uh I'm like, I'm all, all busted up. And I, I turn around and I'm like, we should have fought in here. A lot, a <laughs> lot less would have gotten broken. <laughs> so considerate. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Lee was buying these uh, bootleg transformers from the bar owner. Uh-oh. <laughs> she brought them in this uh, wooden case and lifted lifted the, <laughs> the lid. And I look at them and they're like the shittiest toys like they're dollar store toys and Bobby Lee's like all right I'll take them he's he sits this stack of hundred dollar bills it must have been three thousand dollars oh my god and takes takes uh these toys and I'm like dude please don't pay that much for those bullshit toys he's like don't worry I got it I got it I'm like all right so I turn around and there's these huge Samoan dudes sitting At a a table, and they're heckling the the bar staff that just got beat up, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, they were just in a fight. And uh, the one dude's like, hey, what kind of kung fu do you know? And, like, just heckling these guys for getting their asses kicked. And I'm like, hey, man, don't don't talk to them like that. And uh, he's like, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, nothing. Just, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) They're fucking huge. And uh, the guy stands up and he's he's fucking huge, Samoan dude. He's only like, you know, 5'11, or, yeah. you know, something like that. He's giant. Uh and then I woke up and I I thought about it all day long yesterday. I was like, motherfucker, I bet Bobby Lee paid those guys to beat us <laughs> <up." laughs> cuz <'Cause> $3,000. <000. laughs> Nothing's worth $3,000. Well, that, that in was just Vietnam. the cover so
1: that it wouldn't look suspicious, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: That's bullshit, man.
1: That's hilarious. So, anyway.
2: I think it's really funny that you dream about other podcasters, toys, and beating up minorities.
3: Yes. Yeah. W- they weren't minorities in <laughs> Vietnam. I was in their country. They were
2: beating Be- me up. Beating up foreigners. Yeah, but, but they were in your dreams. So it wasn't really Vietnam. It was
1: so, your dreamscape. Mm. So I had really a they, they, you, they beat actually. me up. I yeah. had a snippet of a dream. Uh, my dreams, they never last that long. It started off with, I'm in some building, and there are two pregnant women, and one... One starts shooting at the other, and everybody starts running. And I get into this other wing of this place, and then all of a sudden they're having like a sale. It's like it's like I was going to the toy show. Mm -hmm. That might have been what it was. So this this place had a whole bunch of like really really crappy knickknacks, like really really crappy. And then they had these section of toys, and I was like, oh my god, this toy looks fucking amazing. It was like a a uh, black gorilla with horns on it. Like a Devil Horns. I don't know what it was, but it was like, I gotta have that. And I saw it, and it was a really cheap price. So I'm there with with, uh, my girlfriend, Crystal. And I'm going to pay. And then some dude around me is like, oh, man, that looks so cool. Where'd you get it? I'm like, oh, it was over there, but it's the last one, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm about to pay, and then somebody bumps into me. And then I look down, and I don't have that toy anymore. And it's been replaced with a uh, Spike Spiegel toy from Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? And then... Uh, before i know it a large group of asians come in the room (laughs) i know it's also asians i am not bullshitting a large group of asians come in the room and i think i have a a reason for this as well um and they start shooting up the joint and I, I, i like duck down and then before i know it this one guy gets a syringe and pops it in me like i felt it going in and i felt him and then i in my dream i pass out and then I wake up and I have no pants on. Did you have a dream inside of your dream? No, like, yeah, I got knocked out in the dream. And then, like, I, I, I wake up and I have no pants on. And I'm sitting there like, what the hell is going on here? And there was other people that were, like, in various stages of waking up in this room. And I was like, was this, like, a syndicate thing? Were they trying to steal my <laughs> stuff? And then, like I, that's when I realized, like, I don't have my pants. And I'm trying to look for my wallet and shit. And then I start panicking and... I was like, "Oh crap! I got a call and cancel all my credit cards. They got all my credit cards. They got blah blah blah." Um, and then at some point, I find the pants and I put them back on. And then like that was the end of the dream. But I think the whole drugging me and knocking me out thing was inspired by the um, Lol girls that killed, oh. uh, yeah, <laughs>
3: Jesus,
1: uh, Kim John Nam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think that wow. had something to it. But like it was like so strange because I had never, I had never been drugged in a dream before. Uh-huh. Like as soon as it hit my neck, I was like, "Oh no, what are you?" Uh. <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy. So they yeah. they basically knocked me out to steal to take my pants off and hide them somewhere else. Nice. Yes. <laughs> oh uh, dreams.
3: Yeah, dreams are fucking crazy. It's all DMT. Our
1: damn monkey brains.
3: Um. Also had a random thought before I fell asleep. It was totally off color, but yeah, whatever. Uh. The thought was, there are dudes blowing up in the name of Jesus' dad. <laughs> what the fuck have you done? <laughs> so what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I started reflecting on my life. And that's when yes. Bobby Lee
1: hired I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of... I don't know if what you call Christian jihadism, but I don't think that... <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, Not since the Middle Ages.
2: Yeah, it's been a while.
1: (sighs) Guys, you got anything else?
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) We all know what time it is. It's time for the news. Turn off the
3: Wi-Fi. (laughs)
0: Laptop just
3: right-click on the Wi-Fi. Well, all right. Um, uh, maybe the Wi-Fi's turned off already. Oh, there we go. All right.
1: All right. Yay. Success.
3: Okay, so... Thanks, Mike, for ruining Brennan's morning. Uh, <laughs> mass child grave found in Tuam, Ireland, uh, at Bon Secours' mother and baby home. Mike, you want to take this one?
1: <laughs> it was your story. Yes, yes, yes. You yes, ray yes. of sunshine, you. So, okay. A uh, little background on this place. Um... Back in the 1920s or so, okay, back in the early 1900s, it was um, kind of a um, not a sinner, but like it was a shanty town or whatever. They people that were very very poor in Ireland would go here just to find work. Uh, then, whenever the British took over Ireland, they they made them into army barracks uh, up until 1921 or something like that. In 1929, uh, these nuns, these Catholic nuns. Set up this home. It's there for um, unwed mothers. They and the repurposed. Children. They repurposed it. and DIYed a uh, yes, yeah. So <laughs> they had they a had, had a it, and it was kind of fucked up because um, I mean I know it was the 1920s and all, but they they were shunning women basically. They they were having kids while they weren't married, mm-hmm. and so these women that had kids when they weren't married and they didn't have any money, they would go there. Uh, these nuns were wet nurses. They would give birth to the children. The women. As pay- payment would work a year for free doing labor uh, to pay them off for the services rendered. And that home would basically uh, keep the kid and, uh, and adopt them out. So the women didn't see the kids. And it went so far as to if they were repeat offenders, they would send them off to another job. Like If they, if they went there twice and they said, okay, I'm pregnant again and I'm also still not married. They would send them to this other place for harder manual labor. Damn, that's crazy. Because they were, you know, it was the 20s and they are like, hey, close your legs, ladies, you know, however the hell they were back then. <clears throat> anyway. Yes, back then. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it was worse. <laughs> it was definitely worse. Uh, so, uh, this place operated from 1929 until 1961. And, um, of course, a lot of kids, it, I mean, anybody knows some history? Ireland has gone through some major fucked up shit. Uh, yep. They had a big famine going on, all that biz. So, uh, be- between the earliest years when they were d- taking the data, between 34 and 27% of kids that they were being born were dying of malnutrition and influenza and things like that. uh And so, flash forward, they finally closed the place down in the 60s. They kind of sold the land to somebody else and then they repurposed it and made it into a uh another home for kids or something like that and they made a big playground on that business happy-go-lucky in the 70s these two kids um were playing around and they found this concrete slab they're like what the hell's in here and they open it up and there is a uh septic tank that has like bones of 20 kids in it and they're like hey there's there's a septic tank that has some kids bones in it and they're like okay well whatever Like, that was the end of that. That was, like, the end of that investigation, as far as I could tell. You cut back to 2014. Somebody started writing about it, and they looked up the records of how many kids died there throughout the years. And they said, okay, about 800 kids died. They cross-referenced the names of the kids with the uh, marked graveyards that they had. Mm -hmm. And they found two matches. So, out of all, all those kids that died, they had two graves that had a kid's name on it. Like, hey, what's up with this shit? God damn. So they started doing the investigation, and blah, blah, blah. A year passed, and then late last year, they started doing an excavation. They found uh, 20 containers. that were, like, septic tanks. They were sewage things and with 780 bodies in there, uh, reaching from, I forgot what you call it, prenatal, 30, 35 weeks, like, you know, stillborns, up to three years old. And apparently... When these kids died of whatever they died of, natural causes, malnutrition, this, that, and the other, in the dead of night, these nuns and groundskeeper would take these babies off and bury them. And so that's what they uncovered. Oh, I forgot to mention that the nuns, they were also accused of like, well, first off, they illegally adopted out a thousand kids or so to the U.S. Hmm. Like they didn't have the right to do that, but they did. They, They were adopting them out, perhaps for profit. I'm not sure. And there was other stories where this woman had a kid and told them and paid them money every so often to take care of their kid. Well, they adopted the kid out, didn't tell the mom, and they just kept taking the money from her every she would send out. They were getting paid, I think it was like a dollar per child per day for who was out there, something like that. A dollar per child at least. So, all this revelation comes out and now people are kind of pissed and they're like, you know, how how dare y'all exploit kids that are the most vulnerable. No Granted, I kind of get the death part because I mean it was messed up times, and kids are going to die when you when you're in those kind of situations. But I think that there there could have been a more humane way to do this other than throwing them into some barrels, you know, mm-hmm. um, and
2: continuing to take money from them yes.
1: for years yes for years. So yeah, that's the story.
2: Have y'all? Uh, Man, podcasting's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's really <laughs> fun. I love doing this. Interesting. Uh,
3: I started watching the Untold History of the United States. Have you seen that? Have not. No. Um, forget the director's name that that produced it, but fucking life was cold back mm-hmm. then. Like yeah, twenties to probably god the seventies.
2: Life was fucking cheap. I I just like all you. Pe- I'd like you guys to know our entire audience tuned out during that story.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> Everyone. Oh wow! Nice. Uh, they don't like they don't like hearing about dead kids. I guess. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Say um, say c'est, c'est la vie.
3: <laughs> uh, next story: <laughs> uh, Two hundred fifty men and women allege female employees were routinely sexually abused in the nineties to two thousands.
1: Yes, at Jared and K Jewelers. I think at Jared it's, and yeah. K
3: Jewelers. Yeah, that's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they've had
3: how many ninety two thousand employees since they started? Mm. And yeah. No, there was a good chunk. It says something
1: fu- about there's like 6,000 people that have come forward. Yeah, it was like a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it wasn't only women either. It was... uh
1: Those men coming was, forward and saying this is what was going right, on. Right, right yeah. 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 If they, they Pretty much their annual um, like their training party was yeah. mandatory, and it was like a sex romp. bunch of gropey dudes. Yeah, bunch of gropey dudes, and they were like, hey, if you want to get a raise this year, you got to give me a raise or something similar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know their exact words, but yeah. Um, yeah
3: it's weird that that case is still ongoing like rich companies can just drag
1: shit out forever oh yeah yeah i I think it might have been hindered a little bit in part that you can't they people the people that were employees signed affidavits and or something that to the effect of they wouldn't personally sue the company Mm -hmm. so they have to do this class action lawsuit stuff and do it through a mediation or something like that so it they're taking different avenues. That might be why it's taking so long. But
2: and meanwhile, yeah. the company is just throwing mounds of diamonds at the lawsuit. Right. I <laughs> oh, <yeah>. like,
1: <laughs> oh, I read another uh, a story where it said that they were, um, uh, they took a little dive in their stocks whenever the story came out.
3: A little dive. A little yeah. dive. Recovered yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, their girl best friend. Just uh, stay away from those guys. <laughs> Uh, eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars offered to North Korean defectors bringing classified information into the South. Uh, this that's is quadrupled stuff. since the assassination of Kim Jong Jong Nam. Uh, so they were previous to the assassination, they were offering a quarter of that. Man, yeah, that's two hundred. That's a good start. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: yeah to a new
3: living in the. Uh, in when South I was reading Korea. this, I was like,
1: wow, eight eight hundred thousand to defect. And then so basically... there's this guy here that would sniff a dirty couch for eight hundred bucks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> man. hey man, it would all go back into the podcast.
1: There you go. Yeah, well, the yeah. podcast, man.
3: Yeah, that that's a good living for uh, somebody to start out with. Oh yeah, yeah they
1: they were saying that you know they thought people that are defecting would fear that they wouldn't have a job when they came over, and they're like, well, this is going to help you. I mean that would help me a lot. You can go to college. You can go to to trade school. Your whole family
3: might be executed, but uh,
1: you know, you'll have those good juicy government dollars, dollar dollar bills. (laughs) Uh, That did shine some light too. I think in that article it mentioned that uh, I think last time we talked about it, I said that they had arrested a scientist for making the nerve gas. Well, the article said they had to let him go because they didn't have enough evidence. And then whenever he was released, he said that he was... The Malaysian cops held him at gunpoint and said, You better confess or we're going to kill you. Did he confess? No, he didn't. So apparently they (laughs) are ineffective. (laughs) Empty threats. You don't scare me as much
2: as Kim Jong-un does.
3: (laughs) In a related story, uh, North Korea fires four ballistic missiles. Um, three landing six hundred and twenty miles away in the Sea of Japan.
2: You know what? So what? <laughs> I mean, North Korea has been—they fire missiles like every month. Well, was that they their don't target? Or, yeah.
1: Was that their target, or did they just peter out and blow the low Tucson? I mean, six hundred twenty miles isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, for a ballistic missile, I mean, that's—I would say—pretty significant.
2: Let them do something. Yeah, <laughs> like
3: what? well, they were. This was in retaliation to uh, joint naval exercises that were going on. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, know. I, I, I don't find if, North Korea even the slightest bit scary anymore.
3: Well, not for us, but South Korea is going to take the brunt of anything
2: that happens. Yeah, but, you know, there, there's enough U.S. military installations there to...
3: You just want your Apple stock to go up, <laughs> <you> selfish bastard. <laughs> I don't... Oh, well, okay. My Samsung Wait, why... phone isn't going to be... Have, Technical support. Yeah, that that comes from the good Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good Korea. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, an Austin man, oh Austin, uh, was charged with exposure after having sex with a fence. <laughs> oh yeah. Watch out for Eleodoro Estala, age thirty-two.
2: Man,
3: so uh, I can't even say his name. Are you supposed to watch out for that guy? I'm. I'm curious Sorry, just about was... the
2: the physical mechanics. I
1: think oh. it was a chain link fence. It had to have been.
3: Yeah, probably. Well, he was pissing. Did you read the article?
1: He was pissing. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was pissing, and uh, an onlooker, uh, a la- a lady that's his neighbor, started out. filming. Yeah. Right? Or, no, she saw him. Was he, like, yeah, was
3: he a neighbor? Yeah, he neighbor. He lived there. Yeah.
1: So, oh, oh like, okay. like, well, he was peeing. Okay, li- let me take that back. The neighbor to the fence was looking at the fence and saw him peeing. Yeah. Like she owned part of that fence because she was lived next okay. to it.
3: And he started like, and then he saw her film fence. Yeah, he saw
1: he saw her starting to film him, and then he started tonguing it and thrusting. And then she sent the cops over, and well, he them stuck the video. his dick in the fence. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I yeah. was trying to be classy. So, about
2: okay, so thrusting. So, so he stuck it in to pee, and then whenever he realized the woman was filming, he got creepy. Yeah,
1: and then so, it got so, so he got erect and started. So I, think, I think it was a, a taunt of some yeah. sort.
2: So, so he ended up like becoming aroused by this, and.
1: I would imagine he would have to have been erect when he started fucking the fence. Well, but not peeing because that's well, after the peeing. That's pretty tough. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, was he just like miming, or was he actually like getting after it?
1: Was not clear well, whether whether to, he finished or not. you are gonna on have to go trip, to the, the
2: footage. I, I I don't know. I guess I'm curious if like he left his house with the intention of like having sex with the fence, or oh, no, no, oh, was he just trying to creep? Forgot lady? to
1: mention this. Whenever he saw that she was looking at him, he then proceeded to fully undress. And start oh, doing all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was I just peeing and then saw her and then undressed and started doing this. And then escalated. Okay, yes, yes. I see. All right. Yep. He's like, You wanna look at me? I'll give you something to look at. <laughs> man. <laughs> what a creep. Yep. Jesus Christ. Um Joshua James,
3: age twenty three, was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon after tossing an alligator into a Wendy's restaurant.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a Florida, Florida man. He should
3: have said Florida. Yeah, man. yeah Florida. <laughs> Because of course, <laughs> I don't know. We were talking earlier. We yeah. don't know how this started. Like I wish <laughs> that, that there that was better included. journalism. Yeah, there yeah, there yeah. needs to
1: be more to this story because it was kind of flimsy. He was charged also with um, killing a, a alligator or something like that. Endangerment to the animal. Okay. The
3: alligator was dead.
1: That's the thing. I don't know. The, <sighs> one of the charges had to do with killing the alligator. And I was like, was he? What did he throw a dead alligator? So so he ordered at Wendy's to the window. When he got his food and the window was still open, he chucked this alligator in. Three and, and a half feet. Yeah, so that's three and, t- and a half feet. <laughs> three and a half oh my feet. God. How do you chuck that? Yeah, that's
3: not a that's not a small animal. So
2: like, so this wasn't like a situation where he got like he walked into the restaurant, had a bad experience, and came back to get them back. It was like it's he, a prank, bro. He just had a dead
1: alligator in his car.
3: No, no, you know what? Had to be alive because it was assault with a deadly weapon.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, he, So maybe they killed it while it was inside the restaurant. And he has to it's
2: take a lot of responsibility. Speculation,
1: he has to take responsibility for that alligator. Please, so he got a
2: live alligator in his car?
1: Please, <laughs> news organizations, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're I want listening, I want more than like... We just lost
3: every listener because you're so I know.
1: Uh, If you're reporting on something, please make it more than four sentences. Because I, I, there's a lot of questions unanswered. We need details. Yes. <laughs> Uh
3: so I don't know what you guys think about this but uh over the weekend DJT Donald J Trump mm. accused Obama of <laughs> wiretapping his phone <laughs> which he wireta- wiretapped
1: uh the
3: Trump building right
1: in New York is that so I, Supposedly, I that's think what he's that's saying.
3: I think that's what came out that that's the details that have found after
1: so the tweet said that, like Obama personally put the wiretap on his phone and that he's going to arrest Obama, but he he's he's offered no proof. No, uh, and the FBI is denying it. Yeah, the FBI is like, "Hey, stupid fuck!" Last week when we told you this stuff in confidence, we didn't think that you were you would wake up at four in the morning, take a shit, and decide to put this out on Twitter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but would would that be the FBI's purview? Wouldn't it be the NSA that would do something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it should be. But, I mean, oh, well, but then com- why is Comey sticking his head in them?
2: But see, like, all the agencies are sharing intelligence now. After, yeah. uh,
3: because who's the first guy you call to to uh, corroborate the story?
2: It's going to be Comey.
1: It's Watergate. I was like, okay, I don't think this is quite the same. Mm-hmm. But I mean... St- Who knows?
2: Don't they need a warrant to run a wiretap anyway, though? I don't think so.
1: Oh, yeah, and they need something other than... I mean, like, one guy came into Obama's defense and said the president has no jurisdiction to order a wiretap. He yeah, can't but do the, it.
3: the NSA is... Collecting all of that, aren't they? I mean, it's just by default since the Patriot Act passed.
2: I
1: would think so. I mean, they were that's, already that's tapping. My understanding on. of it, they were already tapping them. Well, I mean,
2: I would think so. By that definition, everyone's wiretapped though, right? I mean, so mm. I don't know. Is this Trump's genius way of bringing? Don't out don't them? ever say the word Trump and genius <laughs> in the same sentence.
3: Is this Trump's evil?
2: <laughs> he doesn't have to, a plan.
3: to expose the NSA as wiretapping all Americans.
2: But everybody already knows that.
3: Everybody does know that, Brennan. And I know about Snowden. So what do you think? Do you think it's true or not? Do you think Obama would do that? Obama himself. I don't
2: think Obama would order that. I don't see why. I
3: wouldn't be surprised, because if you were scared shitless of what it actually happened, uh wouldn't you? Want some information on what could possibly be a giant problem for the country and we got silence. I don't know I don't think about that. got a murder and
2: mayhem. I do you do? Okay, yeah, so this murder and mayhem, you know, I guess lately there's been a lot of talk in the news about uh, disasters with oil pipelines you know that's a that's a really common thing. It's something that's you know like people that work in this industry. There's entire departments that are dedicated to trying to stop those things from happening. Mm-hmm. But even in spite of that, those things still happen. And uh, the story that I'm about to tell is kind of personal for me because I spent my entire day today in the place where it happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was uh let's see February eighth two thousand eleven. I think this is amazing.
3: Uh, what just. Pre-show, what you told me, uh, I'm, I'm busting with anticipation.
2: Okay, well, I mean, the story is, uh, it took place uh, in Mont Bellevue, Texas, at Enterprise Products at the at the West Storage uh facility. Basically, what it is is all of Enterprise is built on this giant salt dome, basically, and it's like the largest like underground fuel storage, pretty much in the world, I believe. Like, there's just like you know propane and propylene, and you know, Jesus, it's, Christ. It's, this entire town like you some, left these these details out earlier. Well, go ahead. I had to save something for the show. Anyway, so like yeah, the, the, basically the entire town that I grew up in as a child was built on top of a giant bomb. Nice. So like uh, this is February eighth, two thousand eleven. There was a guy. Uh, his name was Rick Shaw, which is kind of <clears throat> silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was. Uh, they were working on the unit. They were, uh, there was a routine shutdown. Basically, they sh- the way that this happens is normally you know there's stuff flowing through the pipe or whatever. They shut off the pipe at both ends. They purge it out, and then, you know, they do whatever work needs to be done while redirecting the fuel to Mm -hmm. wherever it's supposed to go. Well, this guy, uh, he was a welder. He was uh, working on, uh, like, some pipe that beforehand had isobutylene in it, which is Mm asphyxiant. Like, you know, you come in contact with it, it will suck the air from your body. Like, you're just dead. So he's uh, just sitting there. He's welding on the pipe, and he cuts into this pipe. And the, the flame from his torch actually penetrates through. There's just this huge white cloud of just vapor that consumes the guy. He dies before he even hits the ground. Like, it sucks the oxygen from his body. Like, every oxygen, everything that was oxygenated is no longer oxygenated, and he is dead immediately. Well, isobutylene is also highly flammable. So, if it comes in contact with even a spark, you know, it's just like, you know, goes up. Well, this pipe that he's welding on hasn't been properly purged, hasn't been properly redirected. And, you know, all the accounts say basically what happened was that there was just a Big cloud of like white puff, mm-hmm. and then a fireball. All right, and the fireball just consumed like half of the unit. Like it's just—it looks like hell. Like it's just bursting flames. Dante's Inferno. I mean, <laughs> in it, channel view, it's just death. It's just a big wall of flaming death. And like, if you look at the YouTube video, like right in the center of the flame is the building that I was sitting in all day today, <laughs> <laughs> looking at.
3: Yeah, it's footage of your office being.
2: Pretty much, yeah, just watching, you know, Burned. like the guy that I work with, uh, that I kind of share my duties with, he was there like that day. He just so happened to be stuck like a couple of blocks over behind a train. Like he, he was trying to get across the railroad track to get back to that unit. And did anybody die? Uh, the only person that died was the guy that was cutting um, on the, the welder. Yeah, he was uh, he was presumed wow. missing for like a day or two. And then they just assumed he'd been incinerated. Damn, he was just gone. That's crazy. So, yeah, um, your concerns about oil and gas pipelines are very real. <laughs> uh you know it's 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 an american <laughs> maybe it is but you know ask rick shaw what he thinks about it you know
3: so i'm sure he'd be perfectly fine with yeah. uh, <laughs> Dapple i don't know that's crazy uh, the the footage uh where can people look that up
2: uh there's just there's footage uh you can watch the videos of like the i believe the ap video was the one that i was watching it's on uh youtube just search uh mont bellevue west storage fire and you you get to see where i work <laughs> Or the okay. way it used to look. Yeah, the way it used to look. And now it's all brand new and shiny, and everybody's very excited and proud of it. Nice.
1: And there's a blast-proof building there now. <laughs> there wasn't before. Uh, just want to say that it says that you were live. Uh-oh. Was live. Somebody mm-hmm. somebody reported <laughs> the uh, Irish children
3: <gasps> incident.
1: Um, oh, it says you are? No, it says you were live.
3: That's fine. We'll continue. Yeah, I guess
1: we're just... We're
3: dead. We got any friend questions?
1: Mm, Yeah, we got some. Let's do this. What do you got? Okay. Uh, Cousin of mine asked Oscar Ruiz, ask which way does the water flow down the drain in your house? Clockwise. Clockwise. We are on the northern hemisphere. I believe it's clockwise.
2: (laughs) You know, I actually, I researched this before I left the house. Did you? And uh, the way that my faucet is situated in my bathroom, it kind of curves out a little bit past the hole. So what it does is it lands right in the center in front of it, and it goes both ways.
1: Oh, okay. So, so you live in, on the equid. I, I yeah. guess so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it it, it could very well be the ghost in my house, though. So nice. Yeah. Oh, Let's we're see.
1: we're hungry. We we're, uh, Dave Chappelle got any more of those friend questions? I want to get one more. But what do y'all got?
2: I got okay. Uh, Amanda Marie asks. Uh, she's watching the Star Wars. She's watching Star Wars for the first time. Uh, she wants to watch it in chronological order, but she's been told no to watch them in the order they were released. And why?
1: You, chronological? You mean episode order? Uh, like uh, one two three four five six exactly seven. No, do not watch it one two three four five six because uh, uh Lucas in his infinite wisdom he um. A lot of shit doesn't make sense or looks completely stupid if you watch it in order. I think he assumes that you have watched 4, 5, and 6 before watching the 1, 2, and 3. Right. So it doesn't line up. Uh, I watch this thing called the machete version, and I thought that it was pretty cool. You watch episode 4, then episode 5. When you finish episode 5, you start with 1, 2, and 3. And then you finish off with episode <laughs> 6. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> It flows pretty well because we all know what happens at the end of episode um, episode Not five. everybody. Yeah, she doesn't know. Most, she she, doesn't spoilers. Spoilers. No, I'm talking about the no. us. No, and then <laughs> no we we know that the uh, maybe you want to take a little pause and and look back at would, these events. Um, I would say somebody never watching Star Wars ever before should probably do four, five, one, two, three, six, seven. I completely
2: disagree. I think you should completely omit the prequels.
1: No, well, if you want to watch
3: them, that yeah. If you're going to watch them for the very first time, watch them how they were released. Yeah. So four, five, six, one, two, three. Get the get the full experience of being
1: a fan before you torture yourself. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. No, no, it it is torture. One, two, and three are torture.
2: I hear that there is like a a cut that someone did, like a fan cut, where somebody they cut together all three of those movies. Into a two and, and a half a, hours. Yeah, it's like a coherent one mm-hmm. film, and it's not that bad. They pretty much just kept all the meat, you know.
1: Cut out that young kid, a young kid from uh, from Turp, What's it called? Jingle all the way. When I saw that movie, I was like, Oh, oh. don't bully that poor kid, man. <laughs> He's had a rough enough life. He looks like Gigi Allen now. <sighs> yes, he does. It's rough. Um, so, but yeah, you can. You can just def- to be you can, clear, no. If you, Star Wars: yes. A New Hope, yes.
3: Empire Strikes Back,
1: yes. Return of the Jedi, yes. But and if then, if for some odd reason. Sleep. And if pretend. you're a completionist and you do want to watch episode one two and three if you want to bring that into the mix it probably worked better if you did four or five one two three six go with release order <laughs> re- re-
2: re- i feel like re- release order is just like the right way to do it your first
1: time so you want to watch four or five six one two three then seven yeah
2: yeah
1: why would you want to do that because you need the context what are we talking about <sighs> when you get around you like yes. look
2: you you have to watch seven last because of okay, you, you watch four, five, six, you watch one, two, three, and then you watch seven because otherwise the first line of seven doesn't make sense if you don't watch the prequels in correct order. Uh, you have to watch because th- that first the first sentence of that movie I would say optional. No, the first the first sentence of that movie completely sets the tone for what's supposed to happen in the next three films, and you have to understand why that's said based on the other movies. But it's kind of a meta thing, but you have to watch them in that order to get it. If you've never seen those movies, you have to consider this person has never seen any Star Wars until, like, yesterday.
1: You gotta fit the Christmas special in there somehow. <laughs> Throw it in there.
2: I don't it recommend <laughs> No, w- watch the Christmas special. It's great. It's totally worth it. Who wants this one? I don't know. What, oh, okay, so... Sweetheart
3: um, of the show, Lori, yes. Rodriguez, Lori asks, Rodriguez
1: asks... What is the weirdest concert experience you've had? For me, personally, I wouldn't say weird... There was a time, this is about the time where I'm like, I'm getting too old for this shit. I was at a Deftones concert, and uh, they're playing Shove It, the song Shove It. And I was in, it was back in the day when I used to get close to the stage, and the kind of pit was behind me, and there there was a lot of shoving going back and forth. And then the song ends, and there was one last shove, and there was absolutely nobody behind us. And so there's a domino effect. All of a sudden, I'm on the ground. Glasses are on the ground. Somebody's on top of me.
3: Oh, man. All
1: the lights go out. They start playing the next song. I forget what the next song was, but it was like a song where there was a 20-second intro, and then it was going to be a banger after that. And I was like, oh, my God, if I do not get up (laughs) before the end of this 20 (laughs) seconds, I'm going to be fucking trampled to death.
3: And I was frantically
1: trying to get the person in front of me off of me. And I think I wound up, like, kind of kicking and, and squeezing out of that and then, like, getting up. My glasses were bent to shit. My knee fucking hurt. I went limping off to the side, and I watched the rest of the concert from, like, way in the back. Wow. This hmm. was at, um, I forget what the hell it's called now. It used to be called the Verizon Wireless Theater. It's called, like, Restrepo, Revengeo, <laughs> Restrepo? Re- yeah, something. Re- <laughs> Revenga, something. It's Revention. Called- music, Revention, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time I try to tag uh, Revenge of the World, that comes up first <laughs> until I keep typing. Nice. We need to oh, do a lot of That's, that's my story. <sighs> hmm. Awesome. Uh, you got Let's one, see.
2: Good? Uh I've got a bunch. I would say probably the weirdest one that's happened to me personally was a show that I was actually playing. Uh, this was a long time ago. I used to play in a weird noise hardcore band called Mr. Hinkus, and we were playing a show at Mary Jane's, and we were playing on the floor because you know we were too punk rock to play on stages. And like, we're sitting there and we're, we're playing a song and, you know, it's kind of rowdy and crazy. Everybody's having a good time. And all of a sudden we're kind of building up to this breakdown in the song. And whenever, as it's, the song is building up, the audience is moving back, like kind of like all together. And as the buildup finally comes off, the entire audience just surges forward and kind of does a wall of death on us. All right. And I'm holding my guitar and trying to keep the guy that fell on me from, you know, crushing me. And my guitar goes into my mouth and breaks my front tooth in half.
1: All right. So
2: I remember that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm freaking out because I've never had a tooth knocked out of my head before. Yeah. And you know, everybody gets off, and I bend over and I find my tooth and I pick it up. I put it on my amp and I go to the bathroom to see if I'm bleeding and make sure I'm okay. Well, whenever I came back, somebody stole my
1: tooth. Yeah, they, the memorabilia. They yeah, got someone the
2: kept room. it. It's gone. I don't. <laughs> I, I never found out what happened to it.
1: It's probably in. A, if in you're a,
2: out there listening it, and you have, it's in a spray too. paint
1: cans <laughs> that's what they do with baby teeth yeah according to the simpsons man
2: if somebody has that and you mailed it to me i would be so happy <laughs> so you if got you, a, you got it. a veneer or what you got yeah that's okay. like a crown thing okay I, I actually uh was at work at the post office one day and i sneezed and that shot out of my head <laughs> and i had to go get another one so apparently uh, I had to lost this. it yeah like oh, I, apparently i have to go do this like every 10 years now until i die Nice. so, so I, i'm about six years in on this w- one were so.
1: you ever were you in front of somebody when that happened that would have been awesome no shit.
2: I, I was just in my truck and i was driving along and like i just i sneezed and it just
1: it would it, be it great like, out if, of
2: my mouth and hit the windshield
1: it would be great if you were on the a date and you sneeze and <laughs> a fucking tooth just fell <laughs> out <Just, just, laughs>
2: i bet that's going to be how it happens next just nice ice breaking. judging my how my life, my love life <laughs> has been going. that's how it's going to go down
3: beautiful yeah
2: <sighs>
3: um I was at a show at Fitzgerald's. Uh, it was Doa Dri, and opening was <laughs> this terrible band called the Impotent Sea Snakes.
0: Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the Impotent Sea Snakes played, and at some point in the show, they had pyrotechnics go off. Fitzgerald's is a pretty small place. Yep. Very. Downs- downstairs or upstairs? upstairs?
4: Yeah.
1: What? What? What year frame? What time frame are we talking? About? Oh man. Uh probably
3: early two thousands.
1: Oh, it was a shithole at that yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: it was before the reno. Yeah. Uh so where can lights used to be, it was an open hole about eight inches mm-hmm. in diameter and it was filled with uh, insulation. So uh the pyros went off and after they stopped playing, smoke started to fill the
4: uh <laughs> th- the room. I oh,
3: don't know, that's nice. how people die. Okay. So you would think, like, okay, they're going to shut down and everybody's going to go outside, uh, including me and the bands. But no, not everybody went outside. All right. No. Uh, they turned on the lights. They send uh, staff up into the attic oh to fight the fire. And it's, it's like, glowing. You know, you can okay. see.
2: It's like a real fire.
3: It's a, There's a real fire. There's a lot of smoke coming out. I'm standing there. Yeah looking up at this thing and i look next to me and joe shithead from doa is standing next to me and we're both just watching <laughs> the these fucking flames yeah come out of this ceiling like you know row of holes and uh i look over at him i look over at him and i'm like hey i hope you guys uh get to play tonight <laughs> <laughs> and he he's looking and he looks at me and looks looks up and looks at me yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> and uh I never fucking left. I never left w- while these people, are even while you're being
1: choked in the oxygen, in danger.
3: Yeah. They opened the doors, so it wasn't like terrible. But they just sent like wow. staff people. There was no fucking fire department call. <laughs> Why were Nothing. now the show
1: went on? God, the them. show went on. Why did they allow these pyrotechnics in the first place? I don't think they asked. Yeah. It's so like that guy last week that was doing the. They had the benefit, and he he took an enema and did some like performance art. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a shit somewhere. I forgot about that. Oh, Gigi Wish Allen asked. Forget again. Yeah. Um. It was at the uh, avant garden. Yeah. Ooh, that's a
2: small. That's room. a weird. Yeah. A, place to do that. That's not a place you want to yeah be crapping on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you
3: want to go to the
1: uh, what was that place?
3: Matsuo. Where was the first place we played? Where Gigi Allen played the last. The last person to be on stage was Gigi Allen.
1: Uh
2: I don't remember. Was it uh, Longview? No, no,
3: no, no. It was in Houston. Um anyway, what the hell are we talking about? That was if not can... so then. I
2: think. No,
3: no, no. It was uh it was a playhouse. It turned into a playhouse. They put on plays there. I don't remember. Can't remember. Was the got... place that
2: was kind of like a squat that was like asking for us to give them an air conditioner?
3: No. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't remember that.
2: That was uh the Cack house, I think.
3: Oh, cock house, yeah. <laughs> uh moving CAC? on. Let's do some tinfoil tirade. All
2: right. Do we need to bother to wear the hats? Since we don't- yes, we do. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Ma.
0: Uh...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's good. You, you got the full on zombie going on yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> I nice. wish. Tinfoil? Did somebody say tinfoil? Tenfold Tirade
3: brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Make your custom button design a reality. You can email info at LoneStarButtons.com to place an order, or you can call 281-798-1996. Tell the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, Gabe sent you and you want to suck in his hairy tits. Uh, we're also brought to you by Jessica Martinez, agent of insurance. She can quote you for auto, home, renters, or life insurance. Just call her at 713-298-1985. Let her save you some money. Um The Shadow Person of Zambia. <laughs> it's his delicious tail. There isn't one. <laughs> it's just bullshit, man. Oh, see what
2: happens? Dude. When... We can't put these hats on and have you
3: get all oh, cynical all of a sudden. Okay, okay. <laughs> Come sorry. On. Sorry. My bad, my bad. Uh it's weird looking at this.
2: I don't know about you, but I want to
3: Do you, Brennan? Do, do you really? I do. Um, okay. Uh apparently. Over a shopping center in Zambia, Africa. Yeah. To get the
1: maximum exposure.
3: Yes. What are they called from uh, Harry Potter? A Uh, a death... Death dealer? Death Uh, dealer? I don't know. I don't know, but it looked like a flag. I was an adult when those books came out. It looked like a flag with... A black flag with a a head attached in the shape of a body. It looked like a wacky, inflatable, arm-flailing
2: tube man of Slenderman. 20%
3: opacity. It was uh, kind of weird. I think the listeners are just going to have to look it up. Because yeah. it's not that impressive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what are you going to do? you got to come up with a tinfoil tirade every week. They came in. Yeah, this uh, shopping center and people were like, i oh, got getting crying. And they went home to pray. Oh, it was the end out. times. And then they nothing. were all fine. Nothing yeah, happened. Nothing.
2: Nothing happened. No, nothing. Know, no death was dealt. Uh, it would be like- weird if
3: an extra dimensional being came... And he just looked scary to us, but he was
2: very
1: nice,ly
3: normal, and chillaxed. He's just looking, <laughs> just flying, just yeah. floating, floating through the air, wondering what these people are so.
2: He's just like in some Mexican food restaurant, trying to find the bathroom, about. and he breaks through the fabric of existence. And
1: yeah, yeah. you know the slender man I'm in the clouds. That, that that's proof that we're living in a simulation. I, I yeah. think you're right. <laughs> it's just a glitch. It's a glitch, man. Yeah.
2: You guys got anything else? uh yeah i guess so uh this is going to be my last show for a few weeks yep brennan's taking some yeah, time off taking some time off i'm curating an art show and i'm kind of busy so I, I got a bunch of things i need to do for that that's going to be uh may 12th at flying squid tattoo and art gallery oh, nice uh, i nice. got a bunch of really good people it's going to be a good show I'm really excited about it
3: so yeah not yeah. including me but
2: i'm going to be in it anyway. yeah yeah as much as i tried to not allow you to be in be in it I'm still try and keep me away i'm trying yeah, I just gotta take a couple of weeks off and make sure I get all my ducks in a row for that thing, and uh, that's pretty much it. So I guess what we're gonna to try to rotate some guests in, or yeah, I'm gonna,
3: go. uh, I'll have some co-hosts in, or it'll just be me and Mike. Yeah. Um, who else is in the show? Can you um let everybody know or no? Well, keeping uh, it a
2: secret. Yeah, I'm kind of keeping it a secret until I come back. But until you come back, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, I'm coming back before the show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I I'm gonna, were, I'm gonna. You said May, yeah. Yeah, it's in May, so I gotcha. can, we got plenty of time. I'm taking off about four to six weeks just to make sure I get everything done the way I want it to get okay, done. Okay, cool.
3: So if you're here to see Brennan, uh, I'll miss you. Um, March 11th, that's uh, this coming Saturday. I will be set up at Gulf Coast Toy Show. Yes, it's my first ever toy show as a dealer. Huh, <laughs> oh. just, that's that's kind of
2: surprising, really.
3: I've got a lot of bullshit to sell you people, so uh, yeah. stop on by.
1: You can be sitting there wishing you were buying all the other booth shit. Oh, I am. I'm <coughs> yeah.
3: definitely gonna Taking go lots shopping. of breaks to go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just oh, well, hopefully this uh, is
1: gonna be Man in the Table. If my womaning, this is twenty seventeen. Personing. Personing. That's true. God damn it. Uh I'm gonna try to bring my kid. Uh it's pretty close. It's in uh Webster. Weepster? Yeah, it's at uh one
3: six five one one Diana Lane, Houston, Texas.
1: Seven seven zero six two. So I'm gonna try to bring my kid. If he's feeling better, he got you know, I, I regaled you the tale of him going to the, uh, birthday party. And, like, goddamn clockwork, like, two days later, he got strep throat and the flu. Fucking dirty At the dirty same ass time. Well, that's yeah, awesome. like, all the goddamn kids were all snotty-nosed. I was like, really? Why are you gonna be a bad parent and expose other children to that? I don't know. I'm still waiting for that smallpox party invite. <laughs> <clears throat> Get that shit over with. Nice. Um, yeah, that's about it. Anybody else got anything? Uh, yes, uh... Friend of the show, Renee Cruz. Uh oh. Uh oh. This place called Art Palace. It oh, is right. located on three nine one three Main Street. Uh, it's kind of near. oof. it's just south of Midtown. It's like in in betweeny of Midtown and I don't know what's below that third board? It's in that little pocket right right below Midtown. It's kind of it's kind of where uh, Continental Club is, just south of that. Okay. Anyway, um. He's. They're gonna have a. They're gonna present works from Renee Cruz. Uh, it's called Works on Paper, and uh, it's the opening reception is. And I didn't get, grab that. I believe the opening reception is this Thursday at uh seven p.m. So I'm gonna try to hit that up. Uh, any friend of the show would like to hit that up and show Renee Cruz your support. He I'll does really either. really cool stuff. Yeah, uh, I admire. Uh, I wish that. The cool stuff that comes out of his head weren't all on uh sketchbooks so that i could snatch one up without having to rip apart his sketchbook
3: <laughs> yeah every you time gotta, you gotta commission him man
1: yeah that's true like he, he always has a flurry like he'll he'll just post like hey i got 42 things that i've been working on and he'll just do a bunch of cool stuff i'm like man that's awesome yeah. oh wait it's you can tell that it's part of a sketchbook he's he's always been one to experiment with stuff and mm-hmm. uh He's always he's he's
3: locked into his own style, but he's never just using that style for one thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's always like driving into something else. It's pretty interesting. I like his work. And that has nothing to do with me being very close friends with him. <laughs> um anything else? We're still wearing these hats. We are. Yes, we are. We're <laughs> gonna wear them to the end <laughs> of the show. It's kinda hot in here. Yeah, it is. Uh Brennan, our social medias?
2: Yeah, we are at ROTW Podcast on Twitter, at Revenge of the World on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Uh, We have our website, revengeoftheworld.com. You can also find us on MockingbirdNetwork.com and their Facebook page as well. And that's
3: it. We like Facebook, but uh, if you go to our website, it'll connect to everything we do. Um, Thanks for listening. Gently go fuck someone. Mm, Thank you.
4: We're going to beat your ass. You just get that through your stinking traitorous heads. Excuse me. I apologize. We have a lot of Christian affiliates. I am a Christian, but I will stomp your head in if you start a fight with me, you thug scum. Anyways, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Bunch of cowards. Excuse me. Uh, I'm not control myself right now. She is a demon damn to hell. Excuse me. I've been trying to control myself, trying to be professional about this. But at a certain point, I just am just really getting pissed. Excuse me. We're not going to have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it. I mean, what the hell have we become? Excuse me. If I didn't have a liberal from New York in the bathroom, I couldn't wipe my ass. Excuse me. I apologize. We have a family audience. That was wrong, and I won't do it again. You think I'm a coward like you? I'm sorry. You dishonorable, cowardly pieces of garbage. Excuse me. coming for you coming for you. We know what you're doing. <sighs> I'm sorry. Piles of manipulative lying crap. Ugh, excuse me. They're going to burn in hell. Excuse me. This is a time bomb. Oh, excuse me. You're a big tough guy, buddy. You just rammed into me. Ah, how do you like that? Now hit me in the face and see what happens, punk. I'm sorry. There's an attack on the species by a guild of psychopaths, and they must be defeated. I'm going to settle down. Excuse me. we come back with extra seven sticker calls. Excuse me.